Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. Each week, I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them. And then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. Hands up if you like report writing time. (laughs) I didn't think so. I have yet to meet a teacher who does. Report writing has certainly come a long way from when I first started teaching. I remember having to handwrite them And if you happened to make a mistake, you had to write the whole thing again. Yes, I remember shedding a few tears there. I remember getting very excited when you could copy and paste comments from a Word document. Even though some things have changed about report writing, there are some things that will remain the same. Like collecting the data, finding ways to comment constructively, and finding the time to write them all. The time. Oh, yes, Report writing is such a time-consuming task for time-poor teachers, but a necessary one. If only there was an alternative. In today's episode, we listen to Tiff, who shares with us her tips and tricks on how she writes reports and what she does to make it a little bit easier. Good luck with your report writing. Well, hi, Tiff. Thanks for catching up today. It's great to have you here on TIC. Um, today we're talking about report writing, which is um, something I've, I'm yet to meet a teacher who loves report writing, but a necessary evil. Yes, very uh, much so, a necessary <laughs> evil. Not many of us do like it. <laughs> but before we get started, what's your background? What's your story? So I've been teaching for 10 years now. I spent some time at Ningen in the Wilkenya Forbes Diocese prior to coming to the Bathurst Diocese and working here in Dubbo. I've spent seven years at a um, small primary school here in Dubbo and have recently just changed over to a much larger Catholic primary school. Done my teacher training here in Dubbo at Charles Sturt University, four-year double degree. Um, yes, so... What was the other degree then? Early childhood. Oh, yeah. Okay. So birth all the way through to year 12. And you haven't taught in early childhood setting yet? No. I only okay. done my pracs that I had to do yeah. for early childhood. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so a double girl? Yes. Um, so how do you go about writing your reports? Do you Have you got some process in mind? Like how do you... I always go through and do all of my comments first. I think that's really important to do your comments first so your grades actually match the message that you're trying to get across to the parents. Um, And I generally go do them by grade. So I'll do all of science or then all of English, but I don't kind of switch between subjects for children. I'll do an entire subject for the whole class Mm -hmm. and just go through them like that. It's... It's a long process regardless, so... Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you follow um, 
do you do it alphabetically? Like, do you follow a class list and just go down alphabetically? Yeah, so in our diocese, the way that our report platform is given to us is by the class role. It's linked all to the class role and online now, so which is really good. Um, it means that you can just choose their grade and fill it down and change the few that you need to change. Mm. Were you around when um, we had to do it with pen and paper? No, not pen and paper. I was around, though, when it was just um, putting it into, like, a Word document. Oh, cut and paste. Cut and paste, mm, yeah. yeah. Into your comments, in back into a Microsoft Word and doing it like that. And then it was Microsoft Word printables, really, not um, electronic through compassing like yeah. it is these days, electronic it's so emails. Much um, so how do you get motivated to write reports? And then how do you stay motivated? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Um... I don't know if I would ever actually say that I am ever motivated as such. Um, it's just something that you have to do. And it's one of those things that you just make yourself sit down and do. And then once I'm sitting down, I kind of try and stay motivated by, okay, I've only got 15 left in science or I've only got 15 left in maths to go. And then once I've got that entire subject done, I'll shut my computer for the night and come back to another subject tomorrow or something like that. Have yep. you got a cut-off time, though, where you will just... Um, like, if you're working at night, because that's when you would be doing reports, yep. um, like, do you get to 9 o'clock or whatever and go, OK, that's enough? No, no. I'd just have a very tired week. <laughs> of where I just have to get it done and there's always a deadline mm. there's a deadline for everything in teaching so you have to have them done and you have to have them to your executive team so you just have a very tired week and hope that you can catch it up yeah. the sleep next week <laughs> this is not a question there but I just thought of it like the preparation for reports yes like how long would you spend doing that roughly I use so my preparation is everything I've done with my class. Um, I try to take a really holistic view of the children and I have assessment folders for every child and anything that we've ever published or we've assessed or pre-tests and post-tests and I have a little snapshot of their learning um, that I used in my parent-teacher interviews which are always generally only a few weeks prior um, or a, you know within the last term anyway um, that I've gone through with parents at my parent-teacher interview anyway so it's so when you say a snapshot, is that um, like a paper thing to show them? Or? Yeah, so it's just like a table and it's pre and post, pre and post, and then a percentage of growth across all the areas that we've taught. Yeah, so it's just a really nice way for the parents to actually see without deciphering through a whole heap of paperwork um, how their child is going and the growth. The percentage growth is what all the parents want to know is whether their it child's definitely. learning. Yeah. And a 20% growth compared to an 80% growth, it's all growth. And that's all parents want is to see that their child has improved somewhat. Do parents, like our parents, you were talking about how they're interested in the growth. Are they concerned about the academia side as well with um, like test scores and, and marks or is it more just the growth? Uh, national testing, they don't seem to really be as worried about these days as they were when, say, NAPLAN and basic skills, those kind of things were first, well, basic skills was quite old, but um, when NAPLAN was first released, a lot of parents got very antsy about their children being in the right bands mm. and showing growth against national standards and things like that. But I find now that NAPLAN's not so new parents are more concerned about individual growth in the classroom. Yeah. yeah. 
And do you find relationships with other kids as well? Is that a topic of concern for some parents? Yes, for some parents. Mm. Kids' social skills are a big topic. Yep, not all. Not all. Um, So how do you communicate to a parent of a child who's... The word I used is tricky, but, you know, that child who is always calling out or who really struggles um, in class, how do you report that to a parent? So I, um, through my career, I've been always guided by... Um, luckily very good executive teams and they have always said a school report is not the right place to be giving sharing that information for the first time having that prior communication with the parent so they're not reading it for the first time on a on a school report is vital so that's always been something that I was taught through my career and have um, have done through my career as well even if it's just an email that you don't get a reply to you've got the paper trail then to say well actually I have been trying to tell you about this child for five weeks now um yeah so you know it's I think the prior communication with the parents is the most important thing about um letting them know behavioral issues within the classroom and not letting it get to the report stage where it goes on paper it can still go on paper by all means like it you know behaviors for learning if they're not up to scratch they can still definitely go in a report but Yes, the parent shouldn't be finding out about it for the first time in mm. a school report. Um, so what are your thoughts then on those platforms and programs that have comments there for you to use? Like there's several around. There are lots around. Um, I'm a massive fan of Report Robot Online. I find it an excellent platform. It is a paid platform for professional working teachers um, and you get two semesters out of your subscription, I think. But it's actually linked to the New South Wales syllabus and the outcomes um, and everything you just select how the child's going and it generates comments for you and it doesn't make sure make sure that your comments are not so verbose and it's really good. It saves you a lot of time mm-hmm. and it says things, exa- I find it says things exactly how you want to say them but you can't think to write it in that mm-hmm. format. Um, yeah, so I find that a huge lifesaver. Okay. Yeah, I've only been using it for about three or four years now, but yes. And is it time-saving? Massively time-saving. Wow. Yes. Have you used any others? No, a few of the girls here use one from the UK, um, which they quite like. They just have to change a few of the standards and okay. the outcomes around. Um and I know a few others use things like um, Teach This has report card comments. Again, it's another subscription. Um, and Twinkle and Teach Starter and all of those have report card comments that you can grab and download. But I find it much better with the Report Robot Online one. There would be 15 to 20 um, outcomes that you can go through and tick whether they've achieved or working towards and it generates a comment around the ones that you want to focus on for that particular child. It's really good. Um, Because I've worked at a school, this is going back a number of years now, where they really discouraged these sort of platforms. And I I sort of get where they were coming from, but I'm all for making things easier and not reinventing the wheel again. Yes. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yes. (laughs) And I think as time moves on, um, more and more schools and executives are becoming supportive of that knowing how time poor teachers are and how big of a job report writing is and mm. to try and make it as easiest on easiest on us as possible is um i think they're becoming more on board with them so what do you find challenging about report writing for me personally it's the time 
It's finding mm. the time. Um, I have little children in my own personal world and trying to get them to understand that mummy needs to write reports doesn't exactly work. So it's it's after they go to bed and if bedtime routine's not down pat that night for one reason or another, it's, yeah, it can be nine o'clock before I start. And so, that's life, like that happens. Yeah, yeah, that happens, yep. So just finding the time. Um, so is there anything you enjoy about report writing? Uh, the reflective process it gives you oh. as a teacher. Um yeah, I always get a bit of a kick about going, oh, look at this. This child was only, you know, a level 15 when they met me at the beginning of the year and now they're a level 24 and you just go, mm. that's so much growth. Like you get a real sense of enjoyment out of seeing how much you can help a little person. Yeah. And it's always a good feeling it when is. you do that last report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Massively good feeling, yes. Signing off for the year. That's right. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on reports and their ability to communicate to parents about the progress of their child? I find meeting with the parents personally, whether it be through parent-teacher interviews or just one-on-one interviews because you feel as though you need to communicate something with them about their child, a much more effective way of discussing um, a particular student or a growth issue or whatever it might be. Um, I find it much better to ask parents to come and have a chat. Mm -hmm. I find that reports sometimes the tone, writing can always have a tone. Yes. And I find that sometimes that can be um, misunderstood and unnecessary problems can be generated from it. Um, Yeah, so I just think that the best way to communicate is with a parent face-to-face. I do, un- I do get that grades have to be given and put on paper, but it doesn't necessarily define a child. An A, yes. B, C, D or E grade doesn't define who a child is and what they're actually capable of. Um, there's much more to a child holistically than the New South Wales syllabus. Exactly. Do you think we still need reports? Like I know like those things need to be re- recorded, but could reports be replaced with a parent and teacher interview? Um, That's a really hard question. Um, I think there is still a place for reports, but I don't know whether the reports need to be as strenuous as they currently are. Um, I don't know whether commenting and grading seven KLAs is a requirement or should we just be focusing on the national demand of literacy, numeracy and science? Hmm. No, I just thought, because I worked at a school recently and one teacher made the comment that the report should be a lot, what's the word, not as in-depth, and then the teacher should meet with the parent and talk about their progress. Mm. I'm thinking, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, Mm. yeah, or even teachers um, do the grading as such and then they bring the parents in for a chat about those grades but then send the report home, send that graded piece of paper home with the parent. That might be a better way. Um, yeah, just little things like that where you actually get to verbalise why your child got that grade or give the evidence. You've got to remember that when a report lands in these days in a parent's inbox, it's a bunch of ticks against an A to E grade with no evidence of why that child's got that grade. Um, so if it was ha- to happen in a classroom where it's a parent-teacher interview and you go through the grades with the parent and you can show them their maths book or their English book. This is the evidence of why they're getting that. How mm. can, And then you can also ask that question, how can we fix this together? Because that parent-teacher collaboration is vital in a child's education success. Exactly. So 
Yeah. And you can't always express that on paper. No, you can't. And you wouldn't have to go through every grade with a parent if you'd done it in that format either. You could just say, look, these lower grades, let's focus on those. And they could still be time capped at 15 minutes per family. Yeah. yeah. Because I know a lot of the time I personally would probably like to chat over the report with a family to explain why. Because sometimes I think families are left reeling in the why. Why mm. is this happening? Why did they get a D? Or what does that D look like? Exactly. What made it a D compared to a C? Yeah. So having available work samples, I think, would answer probably a lot of parents' questions around the A to E reporting scale. Um, so what's your advice then to teachers who are writing reports for the first time? Use a paid platform, like we discussed, okay. like the Report Robot Online, just purely because it puts you, as a new grad, it puts you in the right mind frame with the language the syllabus language, it links it to the outcomes so you know you're covering what you're meant to have taught um, and reporting on what you're meant to have taught. And it just takes that whole unknown area for new grads out of the report writing process. Because the syllabus would be new to them still. Yes, very new. Mm. Yeah, and the syllabus is not an easy document to follow anyway. So and and it's you... all changing again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it. Would you recommend like starting early as well. I know some teachers who can whip out reports like the actual writing of them in a weekend. I never could. I always needed that extra time. I would, you know, do it over the course of three weeks type of thing. Yes. Prior to having a family, I was somebody who could rip out reports over a two-day period, but now I definitely need time. And would you recommend that for new grads then too? Depends what else is in their life, really. Mm, that's true. Um, yeah, whether, you know, they might be very sporty and have sports all weekends or something. Yeah. Um, it just depends, I guess. It's always good to have them done and then sit back and watch your class and then make slight adjustments. So you've got the bulk of what needs to be done, done, mm. and then go, oh, but actually he might be a C because... He's just shown that to me in that maths lesson. Yeah. So it might be sometimes it's nice to, to sit back and give every child kind of like a baseline and then make little tweaking tweaks. I tried that it. when I was doing reports. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I've done that as well just to – it makes you as a teacher conscious to watch mm. your students. Yeah, pick up on the little things that they can actually do that you weren't sure about. All right, that's a good tip. <laughs> All right, now we're up to our fast finishes. So whatever pops into your mind first. What's your favourite subject to teach and why? Visual arts, because you see a different side to the kids with how they express their creativity. Don't care about mess? No, nope. <laughs> because it's who, it's who they are and I love the way kids interpret things. Oh, good. Yeah. What would you be if you weren't a teacher? A marine biologist. Ooh. You'd find me on the bottom of the ocean in a scuba suit and yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're the first one who said that. Oh, yeah, no, I'd love to just scuba dive all day yeah. and look at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. What is something you did today that went well? Well, I got to school on time today, which is... Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> which is unusual for a change. Um, what makes you happy? My own family and my own children, for sure. It's the first day of your holidays. What do you do? I sleep in and I take life slow for two weeks and I take every chance I can just to um, look after myself. Oh, good. One thing that helps you deal with stress? Having some really, really good colleagues around that you'd almost um, 
colleagues who you have a friendship with, not just professional colleagues. That helps. What's your favourite book? Um, a Change of Heart by Jodie Picoult. Oh, yes. A very big tearjerker um, and a book about family and morals and, yep, all those really deep issues. <laughs> have you read My Sister's Keeper? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's another one. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love Jodie Bacoult. Yeah. Uh, what are you grateful for? Sunsets. Oh, um, that's beautiful. I have a um, massive collection of sunset photographs on my phone and I, yeah, I look for one every afternoon. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, lovely. And what's a fun fact about you? I love to paint. Paint, Ooh. like artist paint, um, paint pictures. So, so much so that I dream about being an artist one day, a paid artist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so well, one day. Yeah, maybe. so I've, I've done a fair, um, a fair bit in the past and I've got a giant canvas sitting in my office at the moment that um, in my eyes went, has gone completely wrong. Um, in my husband's eyes, he said, it's great. And I'm like, no, it's not going up yet. I just think I'm going to paint the whole thing white and start again. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, Tiff, I've had a lot of fun talking with you this afternoon. <laughs> thank you. And I really appreciate your time. Thank no you. No worries. Thank you. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you're able to get something valuable out of it like I did when I was talking to our guest. Just a quick note that ideas in today's episode are educated opinions of the guest. Always inform yourself and work out what best suits you and your lifestyle before trying other people's ideas. If you would like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. And until next time, love your kids, love yourself. Take care.